Oh, fucking hell. Um, listen, ultimately... Thanks for starting the podcast. <laughs> you know, it, it was my excitement. It was my excitement. <laughs> Just dropping f bombs is my is my excitement, man. Like li- you should have heard the word I said before. Always Richard, Jeez. Man. Always Richard. <laughs> we literally have only just been approved by iTunes, and that's the first thing you do. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Apple's cool. Apple's cool. <laughs> Hello, good evening, everybody. Welcome to episode fourteen of the Wulong Talks podcast. Uh, my name is Jason, and as always, I'm joined by the two crazy clowns from the other side of town. Big A, the Mad Geek. Alvin, say what's up, man. What's up, peeps? And of course, the wrestling kid, Richard, is right here as well. Richard, say what's up, man. How you doing, people? Cool. All right. Well, how you doing, guys? You been all good, yeah? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I can't cool. complain. Can't complain my end. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, it's uh, been a little while since we've recorded. Um, as I said at the top of the show, uh, in case you don't know, we're actually now available on iTunes. So you can subscribe to us the same way you would subscribe to any of your favorite podcasts. Just head to iTunes and search for Wulong Talks and you'll find us right there. And we're also available on Stitcher as well. Um, And again, same process to find us. If you use Stitcher on your phone or your tablet or (coughs) on your laptop, all you need to do is go to the Stitcher app and type in Wulong Talks and you'll find us there. So um, I'll remind you of all of that anyway once we... uh, begin to wrap things up but we've got a lot of ground to cover today um first up well i mean we may as well dive straight into this to be honest guys um first up we have the launch of nintendo's brand new games console which was called the nintendo switch uh there was a huge presentation for it and there's lots of things flying around uh, online about the the actual console um it's due for release in the uk i believe in march um this year is that correct Alvin? Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, March. Yeah, early March, I believe, as well. Yeah. Cool, cool. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff to cover here. So for people who don't know a lot about um, the Nintendo Switch, we'll we'll try and cover as much as we can here and answer some of the questions you may have, and hopefully let you know whether it's worth your money or not. Um, but first things first. I mean, Alvin, I know you saw a lot of the pre- the initial presentation itself. No. Um, what did you make of it? Did you think it was like a good presentation? Did it kind of explain? things clearly in terms of what nintendo were doing with this console yeah i mean the it, it was kind of formal but not formal at the same time like there was a lot like they they cut the crap straight away they went look okay it's going to be 300 dollars in the us which turns out to be 280 pounds in the uk you know they're like okay it comes with like the joy con controller and all that the battery lasts two to two to six hours depending on how graphically intensive the game is so they literally just went straight in and they just told you all the things that you need to know. It's not region locked, so you can play any game from any region, but then they're doing paid online and stuff like that. So it, it was it was a pretty good presentation. There was one or two cringy bits. But overall, I it, I didn't think it was amazing because I'm not a Nintendo fanboy, but I thought it was it was decent enough for me to go, okay, it's interesting. Yeah, I found that was um, the, the same kind of thing, really. It was quite interesting from like a neutral point of view because I am a, a neutral as well. I'm not a massive Nintendo fanboy. Um, so for me, it was, it was quite interesting to, to, to see like how the console was being marketed and stuff. Um, who do you think, like Richard, who do you think the console is being marketed to? Because it seems on the one hand, they're trying to compete in, you know, the quote-unquote home entertainment market 
but then on the other hand obviously the, the from what the console is is capable of it can be um you know like a screen can be detached from it and it can be taken outside it can be left on a desk and you know and that invites multiplayer and things like that so um who do you think they're they're targeting here do you think they're targeting older gamers or, or younger gamers from what you've seen? you know me, me personally I, i'd say it's older gamers so like nostalgic gamers uh and obviously i mean like you know if they can bring in the young ones as well that would be cool um because i mean like basically what since the what since the we give or take that's this is how they, they kind of like had the same kind of like kind of like manifesto for their machines that they've been releasing right so like more family orientated and like a lot more interactive um i remember reading this interview or seeing an interview of like the the guy from nintendo basically saying that when the Wii came out and when the Wii U came out, like that was like, like decades in a, like that was that was a decades plan that happened. So like when they when Nintendo remember Nintendo like a uh, they're like a, a a company which bases themselves on like for games, not so much like the machine. So there's this whole thing of like excuse me for, for a second, Lou, uh, sorry the the boys in the room outside please outside. Um, where, where's like they they want this whole. You know, like with the Game and Watch, it's something that you could take around with you. Then they made the Game Boy, then they made the, the the DS, then the Wii, and then the Wii U. So it's like that whole thing where I think the only people that are really going to appreciate it right now are nostalgic gamers. Like, so I think probably like our generation, you know, like who who are still going to pick up Mario games and Zelda games and Pokemon, Mario Kart, Super Smash Brothers. So. Yeah, I think I think that's who it's been aimed at. I don't I don't think they're really aimed at young guys or young a young crowd, so to speak. Or if, even if they are, they know where their where their base crowd is. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I think they're, they're, there's definitely. It looks like to me that they're, they're kind of making a play for um, the nostalgia uh, crowd, as you said, the the, the older gamer. Um, certainly, there's there's a lot of studies that have said that you know this is. The older gamer is quite a, a growing market at the moment, and with the popularity of the kind of retro consoles and things like that, um, it, it seems that you know Nintendo are really trying to, to position themselves in a way where they can access that that market and tap into that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how um, things play out once uh, the console actually comes out. But um, one thing that did come to mind, obviously, is the the capability of the console to be taken out of um the home and actually be used um out and about um alvin is it is it via wi-fi that the device would connect out outside or does it have like a 3g uh, cap uh, capability do you know as far as i don't think it does have 3g i think it obviously it has it must have wi-fi for the um uh so you can do the online gaming uh at home uh, but I, I don't think it has 3G. From what I can remember, I don't remember seeing anything about 3G. Um, the only other things it can connect to will be uh, other switches. Mm. Out. Right. Well, that's, that's interesting as well. Um, because I would have thought 3G might have been a, a useful thing to have, no? If, if you were kind of encouraging people to um, to become sociable take with it about. and so on, take it about and things like that. Mm. You know? um, just purely because... Yeah. Um, well, this would lead me on to my next question, really. But um, in this era that we're in with uh, mobile gaming, um, it seems like something like that would have been really key, and especially when you consider that a lot of places in the world don't necessarily have, you know, great Wi-Fi hotspots outside and, and things like that. I mean, certainly 
in London itself, it's it's not great. Like, let's be honest, you know. And 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 this is London, and London doesn't really have um, really reliable Wi-Fi hotspots um, outside of somebody's own home. So um, it'd be interesting to see, like, kind of how that that plays out. But um, yeah, I mean, this is to the both of you, really. I mean, how do you think it's going to to cope in the era of um, mobile gaming, where you have you know mobile devices like a smartphone like a tablet that can be turned into a mini games console anyway because um you know third party manufacturers are offering so many uh, popular gaming apps now that people can play on the go um whilst doing other things that they would normally do with their smartphone um how do you think the the switch will cope with with that kind of um, competition given that well, it's solely dedicated to gaming well, with, a with a battery life of like two to six hours, it all depends on the game. Because, um, like I said, more, the more graphically intensive it is, the less time the battery is going to last. But it does have USB Type C, so you can like hook up a, a portable ba battery to it to make it last a little bit longer. Um, but the whole point of like mobile gaming is supposed to pick up and play. It's like Candy Crush. Just open up your phone. You're on the bus or whatever. Done. This whole like taking out the switch having the joy con controllers that you attach to it and all that kind of business I, I, it might be all right for kind of like i think like a university party environment for example hmm. you know what i mean if you if you wanted to do some party games and stuff like that but I, honestly i mean in the others to keep showing like someone playing skyrim on a switch on a plane i don't i don't think you'll see that many people doing that i don't i don't i don't think it's all that practical I mean, I don't, I don't think you can really p replace the 3DS, for example, with like a Switch. It's just, it's just not as compact. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. See, the thing is, like, I, I, I definitely agree with you on that. And you know what it is, and this is, this is where Nintendo have done so well. I think if it does do well, it literally will be because of like, you know, like I said, like nostalgic Nintendo fans, and uh, and t and only because of like the only games that seem to really, really bring in the big bucks in Nintendo. So anything Mario related, um, anything like Super Smash Brothers related, and Pokemon. That's it. Like, I think that's the only game that I can... But, but if anything, Pokemon. Pokemon is, is probably the main game off the top of my head. I think that can make this machine rival, like you said, like the plug and play of like a tablet or like a phone. And that's literally just because like Pokemon's... Again, I saw people playing Pokemon Go I'd never played Pokemon in a whole entire life. Like that, that's you know, that drug is getting stronger and stronger every year. Pokemon Silver, Pokemon Burgundy games and stuff like that. So now you're just gonna have another platform which you can play a Pokemon game. Hmm. So um I think that's the only time when I can see people walking around with a Nintendo Switch or people really purchasing a Switch for it. And it's just gonna be for you know, one of those games that just crosses all platforms of Nintendo of the Nintendo company. But like you said, but playing Skyrim, Skyrim on like the Nintendo Switch, what for? <laughs> well, I don't want to do that. Like, no, I'm okay, thanks. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, a, a game like Skyrim, it's going to be hard to kind of um, to see how you can get the full experience of that game if you don't have, you know, the the, the processing power of a, a PC or you know, or, or, or a proper powerful next gen console. Um, and especially as you said, Alvin, with the the battery life, because yeah, two to six hours doesn't seem all that long, really. Um, especially for a game as involved as, as Skyrim, um, that that's that's not going to get you anywhere. 
So <clears throat> it's, it's difficult to see how that can really, you know, how that can play out realistically. Um, so in the, the UK, I, I was having a look online to see, you know, kind of what the, the prices and stuff are. Um, in the UK, they were saying that the console is going to be 279 um, and that would just be the console. Uh, but I've seen some retailers kind of offering packages for around £400, which is the console plus a pro controller plus um, a game. Um, what do you think of like the price point? Because that seems like way too high to me, um, especially considering like the, the market conditions we're in at the moment where like, you know, a lot of people feel broke. Brexit hasn't really happened yet. Um, and you know, you're, you're pushing out a new console at, um, around that price, around the sort of 250, 270 to 400 pounds mark. Um, you know, with, with at a time of, of economic austerity, really. Um, what do you think of the price point, uh, Richard? So it's, it's too expensive. But these machines that come out, they're always too expensive. Like, it's, you know, it's, it's crazy like that. True. But, um, Good point. But you know it is, but but they will sell. Whether they'll sell the amount of units that they need to sell is is another matter. But you know it sells. But when when's the game? When's the machine get released? It gets released. Uh, um, I think it's the tenth of March. Is it Alvin or something like that? Tenth of March. Yes, what's well, either the tenth or like one of the teens in March. Yeah. Yeah. When when when, when do holidays kick in? Holidays kick in around that time, depending give or give or take. Like I mean, like school holidays and stuff. Like a half term. I mean, is there a half term like March? No, I don't think so. But I think that that might be approaching. It's halfway towards the end of, of the, the first part of the school term, I believe. Yeah. So it's there March the yeah. 3rd when it comes oh, out, then. sorry. So, yeah. March so yeah, so yeah. yeah. So, yeah so, so you got it like that. And listen, like, you know, when you, I know people that have been broke-ass and bought the PlayStation 3. <laughs> Not in PlayStation 4, bought the PlayStation 3 when it, was, when it was retailing for like £450 or something like that. Or you get them, them mofos who are like purchasing consoles through like through catalogs and paying it off like two pounds a week. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so no matter what happens, like it is gonna sell. I mean, like it, it to me is a ridiculous price, but I'm I'm not even surprised now, especially now as we're getting older. <laughs> like we have to remember as well, back in the day, we never had to pay for that stuff. Mum mm-hmm. would pay for it. Dad would pay for it. Yeah. Your auntie, your grandma, birthday, Christmas, you know, passing your exams, whatever. They would pay for it, so that four hundred or that two hundred and eighty pounds to us is probably how much like maybe the con cost that is the same equivalent back in the day. It's just that we've got to pay for our own pocket now. So now you need to choose between putting shoes in your baby's feet or having dinner tomorrow or playing Pokemon Go for six hours, <laughs> like, like on on this new machine. Take it out of your mouth, please. Um. So yeah. So but I I personally think that for what they're offering, for what they're giving, that's way too expensive. Like way. You could just you could get a fucking tablet, yeah, <laughs> and put an emulator in there, <laughs> yeah, and, and do that, and get a, a budget tablet at that. Yeah, that's a fair. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd wait for it for Christmas. Yeah, it's a fair point. Fair point. I imagine there's going to be a lot of pestering going on in um, family households up and down the country. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to release time. So, if, yeah, if, in fact, fair. in fact, you know what I'm waiting for? I'm waiting for Dave's. I'm wait, sorry, like without trying to sound stereotypical and racist, I'm waiting for this for this machine to be released. And for for all the Daves, yeah, that are gonna start selling them off the back of a truck, <laughs> like say, for the parents who can't get the machine because they've sold out, there's gonna be a lot of Daves making money in that short period of time of this Nintendo Switch machine. I tell you, 
A lot of Del Boy Trotters going to be out here. A lot of Del Boy There'll also be a lot of Nintendo Switch boxes with no Nintendo Switches in them. Maybe just bricks. <laughs> so people be careful. <laughs> <laughs> funny story as well before i get to you alvin um funny story i know a guy who um bought a ps3 from bright house um and this was a it was probably about a year after they came out um bright house for those of you listening who don't know um bright house is uh basically a place where you can buy things um on a long-term loan so you can you can lease uh, almost uh, products People use it for like white goods, um, cookers, fridges, freezers, washing machines, things like that. But they also sell um, sort of other domestic appliances and they sell homemade entertainment goods as well. Um, and often what Bright House will do is they will sell you something at a huge markup compared to what it's normally at. So in the case of this person that I know, you know, the PlayStation 3 was retailing at about, I think, 300 pounds. Um, he committed to buying it for £450 um, and then had to pay something like, I think it was, oh, how much interest was it at the time? I think about 75% interest <laughs> on the actual purchase each month. So no, no, in fact, it wasn't even monthly, it was weekly payments, excuse me. Yeah, because they, they operate with weekly payments. So he was paying like weekly payments of like almost 60 pounds. And I was like, why? You could have just saved that money for four weeks and bought the console outright. Like, why did you do that? That's just crazy. So it just goes to show you the power of a, of a new toy in the house all day. Um, but yeah, Alvin, um, with the price point and stuff, did you think the price point was prohibitively high or no actually i actually disagree with richard i, I think the price point is is actually okay just because it's that, that it's just going to go down over time anyway so to start off at almost 300 pounds so at 280 quid i don't i don't think that's too bad i mean i'm thinking selfishly in it i'm thinking about me and whether i could afford it or not i can drop the amount for that console and the game and not be fucking bothered, you know what I mean? So I don't, I don't think it's too bad, especially considering like what the PS4. I know it's not the same like graphical amount of power between the two machines, but like the PS4 was like what three, three fifty at, at launch. Did that come with a game or without? It might have been without. But um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that's too bad. What I do think takes the piss though is the fact that like um, the Pro controller, which you can buy in addition, is like sixty or seventy pounds. Yeah, yeah. I fucking see. controller. It's like yeah. I'm gonna fucking laugh. And if the dock breaks, I hear that's like around seventy or ninety quid as well. Mm-hmm. Fucking piss, mate. That's yeah. fucking like a glorified fucking charging base, essentially. Why are you gonna charge me so much for that? That's what I think actually takes the piss with him. And also, if the games are like party games and that, if you're charging forty pound a game for like that one-two switch, I'm gonna play it for ten minutes and then get bored. Don't be charging mm-hmm. full price for fucking games like that. It's out of order. But apart from that, I think the console is priced okay, just about. But I think the games, potentially, if they're these 10-minute games, man, then nah, that's not right. 40 quid for that is not right. Yeah, it does It, it, it does seem like the accessories are exorbitantly high. Like, I was, again, okay. I was doing some research online and just looking at different retailers and seeing like what they're sort of looking at for price points and it looks like Nintendo are going to kill people with the charges mm. of these accessories. We're really going to kill them. 
So um, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to so we'll have to wait and see with a lot of these things, and I guess it depends on what the initial take up is and how um, the rest of the public respond to it. But um, yeah, for me, it just seemed like wow. Those those like you said, the pro controller being sixty quid. I was like, what? Like that's insane. Like sixty pound just for it's a just controller. Very, it's just really unnecessary. Yeah, that's just. Flat out, that's more like, than a game yeah it's just that's just flat out like yeah we're we're fleecing you and we don't yeah. care like we're, we're not even going to pretend to try to hide it we're, we're telling you we're fleecing. so um yeah that that's that's disappointing but we'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens with that um in terms of games was there anything that stood out to you guys i mean i saw the um i saw some footage from mario super mario odyssey and that looks really good. Like I mm. really like that. It looks like they've really kind of. Um, I mean, Mario titles are consistently quite good anyway. There's there's very rarely kind of crappy ones, um, but this looks really good. Um, it does. It looks like crazy fun, like stupid fun. I mean, from what I could tell, it's like Mario set in the quote unquote real world, um, and he's uh, in one of the scenes I saw. He was exploring a city which was called New Donk City. I don't know why it's like, I don't think Nintendo have got like the the, the double entendre with, with Donk, but mm. yeah, there you go. <laughs> wait, wait, that's the name of the city? Yeah, yeah. What, yeah in the trailer New when he's in that city, it's called New Donk City? Yeah, it's actually on one of the flags. And What the fuck? Well, you know, <laughs> well, listen, listen, maybe Nintendo do, maybe Nintendo do know. Don't forget, Mario is always trying to save a princess called Peach. Listen, yeah. man. Maybe, maybe he's been adult all along, man. <laughs> the guy who always kept that speech is called Bowser, <laughs> and then there's also Donkey Kong. Like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it, that that made me chuckle, but it does look good. I have to say, it really does look like a, a lot of fun. Like that looks like a game I, I would be like, okay, you know, I, I, maybe I'd be interested in playing that. And then um, I saw some footage for Zelda Breath of Wind as well, um, which looks really, really amazing as well. Um, really does. Uh, what did you guys think of, of any of the, the footage that you saw? Was there anything that kind of stood out to you from the games um, that you think are potentially going to be something that's, that's really popular when they come out? Um, Rich, did you see any in particular? I think the only one I saw. I, I mean, I, I haven't seen any any news of like the of the the new the, the release for for the for the Switch, but um, there was I'm sure there was a, a trailer for Zelda with um, Link flying on like a hang glider, or did I imagine that? No, that's in the no, game. Yeah, that's in the game. Yeah, that, that's in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did I did remember see, I do remember seeing like the clips from that from that, and and I was impressed. But to tell the truth, like this Nintendo machine, like it hasn't hasn't really done anything for me. Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just not interested. I haven't been interested since the Nintendo Wii, to tell the truth. Like the Wii U, like didn't really do anything for me. So like I see games that are like okay, but nothing's making me like nothing seems to be sticking with me. I'm just like, oh my god, I'm gonna buy the machine for that game. Nothing's doing it for me. Hmm. There's not like a PS4 where I'll buy a PS4 because I know Uncharted, a new Uncharted game is gonna come out. Nintendo, they don't do it like that, like that for me anymore. So, I mean, the only thing I can remember is that. Link flying on a kite or on a hang glider, and it did look good, but that that was about it. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough, I guess. Um, Alvin, for you, was there anything that stood out? Yeah, well, Zelda, because like literally, that that is the game that kind of like 
has made it sell well because pre-orders have been pretty good. Like I don't, I don't think you can get it on Amazon at the moment. I think it's currently sold out the uh, the Switch. Um, but yeah, a lot of people are going to buy the Switch for for that game alone, and it is the biggest of the four launch titles that they have. Um, other than that, the rest of the launch titles like. I don't, I don't even care about. I didn't even know anyone still played Bomberman. For God's sake, you know what I mean. That's one of the launch titles. <laughs> Fucking Bomberman. I feel like I'm in '93 or some shit. <laughs> and then obviously Super Mario Odyssey. Mm. Yeah, it looks good, but it don't come out until Christmas of 2017. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, why did you not like get, put a Mario game at launch? Yeah, yeah. something. It should have been a Mario game at launch and a Zelda game. That would have been two big hitters, and therefore it would have given people even more of a reason to buy one. The only other thing that I thought looked interesting from what I saw, like, yeah, maybe one, two Switch is a party game. And then uh, there's one called Arms, which is like a fighting game where you use the Joy-Con as motion controllers. And it was it seemed like a, an interesting kind of take on a fighting game, you know, because you've got stretchy arms and that and you're punching each other and you can jump and dodge and whatnot. And it seems kind of simple. But, I mean, if it's just... You, you, well, you can play online, obviously, against people and all that. But I'd like a, like, you know, when you get a story mode in a fighting game, I at least want that. But I don't think this game will have that at all. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think um, I, I, I don't know if I'm wrong, but I think I saw that Super Mario Kart Eight is going to be available at launch. Yeah, yeah. So I no, think... not Super Mario Kart. No, that's not, no? not a launch. No, I think it's coming in the spring, but I, I don't think at launch. Oh, right, right. Well, then in that case, yeah, that's a massive mistake that they've made as far as I'm concerned. Because, yeah, I agree with you 100%. They should, they should be a Mario presence there somewhere um, on the launch. It, it just seems odd that they've... Because I, I think the, the only other thing that I pretty much know for a fact is coming is, is the 1-2 Switch, I think, which mm. is, I guess, is their version of, or the updated version of, like, Wii Fit, which was the, the thing that launched with the Wii when that came out, so... Um, I mean, I don't know a lot about One Two Switch to be honest. Um, it, it's, it's just party like, games. You don't even need to know. Yeah, those kind of games. I'm I'm not social like that. I don't. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> Sat in the dark by yourself. Yeah, I don't. I don't invite <laughs> people around to my house to be like, yeah, come on, let's let's do hula hoops and, and jump rope. I'm like, no. <laughs> Gaming for me is a very selfish experience, so I'm not about that. So. Um, yeah, that seems a big, a, a big error there. But um, I guess that leads me on to my last question, really, which is, um, do you guys think this is going to be Nintendo's last console? Because, um, I mean, unless this, this does really well, given the said that the kind of economic environment that we're in at the moment, um, certainly in terms of the UK, but, but not even just in the UK, I mean, globally as well, it, it's, it's all a bit um, up and down and a bit precarious as to what the future might be. Um, there, there seems to be a real lack of stability uh, to the economy, and obviously that's going to impact the, the games industry as it would impact anything else. Um, do you do you see any kind of future for Nintendo in in console gaming, or do you think they they might knock it on the head after this one? If presuming it, it doesn't, you know, do gangbusters when it sells, um, and start switching maybe to to looking at other platforms and, and things like that. Uh, Alvin, you can go first. Yeah. What? Well, in the presentation, yeah, there was a guy from Sega who came onto the stage, and like, he looked deflated, <laughs> and like, it just reminded me of like, you know, as Sega and Nintendo. Yeah. What What happened to Sega? 
yeah. Could happen to Nintendo if they don't get their shit together and if they don't get their shit together with, with the Switch. You know what I mean? But I think the whole console market as a whole, it's it's in a state of flux right now. It's like easy to do and it's not the most expensive thing in the world and you can actually get a machine that's better. You can spend the same amount of money for a brand new console at launch, for example, and build a better PC. So when the PlayStation 4 came out at launch, you could use that money and get a PC and it'd be more powerful than the PlayStation 4. Mm. So I think the only way for consoles to survive in the future is if they are upgradable. So you can replace the CPU, you can replace the RAM, and you can upgrade it and make it better. So it's actually yours. Whereas doing this kind of closed architecture thing and, you know, you you owning something that you can't even fucking upgrade. You know what I mean? I think yeah. the only way for consoles to survive is if they make them upgradable in some way, shape, or form. Other than that, I think all these companies are fucked. This is why, like, it's a smart move for Microsoft to actually release Xbox One games on PC with Windows 10 because yeah. at least now they've got a digital distribution going on. So if it does switch to kind of mainly PCs, they're safe, they're all right. You know what I mean? Whereas I, I don't think Sony has like a plan for that. But as a whole, it's I think it's moving towards more kind of living room PC and upgradable PC consoles. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Rich? Um, what do you um, think the future is for Nintendo's console business? Well, I don't know. I think Nintendo Nintendo have a they have a strong fan base, man. That's the thing. So I think as as long as as long as like you know people are still buying their machines back home. Uh, they're going to be doing good in, in that respect, and I think they're one of those companies as well that still has still has certain consoles just selling. So, for example, like you have Sony, and then like Sony will make like the PlayStation Two, then they'll phase games out, then they'll bring the PlayStation Three, and then so forth, so forth, and then and then they'll just have that one machine, and that's it. People still buy Nintendo DSs and things like that, so I can only imagine that some of the sales from everything else that they do can kind of cover. Like you know, if they don't make money off the off the switch, you know, like, and I, I think I think that will work in in, in that respect. Um, but can I see them giving up after this? No, I, I can't, because I can just imagine I can just imagine the switch selling x amount of units and doing really really well at the launch, and then dipping, and then but they would have made their money. That's it. Like I remember that's happened in the Nintendo Wii. The Nintendo Wii ended up being to me ended up being a waste of time. But I I had I bought the Nintendo Wii twice. Yeah. What? And, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. I bought Nintendo Wii twice, man. Like, that's a story for another time. <laughs> yeah. That's a definitely a story for another time in my younger heydays. But um, so I so I I can't see Nintendo giving up that easily. I I, I just can't. They they always in the, from what I get they always want to be innovators and always want to try something different. Yeah. So for that. them to give up making consoles, I, I I can't see them giving up so easily. Like. And don't forget, and I think, and the whole thing, like you're saying about um, Alvin, about um, upgrading the console, I could see them doing it, um, but will it sell? I, I don't know. They tried it because remember, consoles tried it a couple of well, quite some years ago. You remember the Mega Mega Drive? And then you could get them. You remember the Mega CD? Yeah, but I'm, it, I'm not talking about right? upgrades like that, though. I'm talking about yeah. like CPU and RAM. I'm not. They're those stupid peripheral fucking things. Fuck those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. But you, no, no, But you, but you're, you're coming at the angle for, as a person who 
owns a computer. There's a difference between someone who owns a computer and then a person who owns a console. So say, for example, if you don't give a shit about RAM and CPU and all that, and like 60 frames a second at 4K, then you can just keep it how it is, you know what I mean? Whereas if someone wants to upgrade it then they can so it, sh- it should be yeah. an optional thing that, like you can get a unit whereby you don't you don't do any of that shit or you can get the unit whereby you can upgrade it you know what i mean yeah. it's like base yeah. model but you can, it's not that cpu in there you can put your own and you can put your own ram in as well yeah no but what said that but i don't i don't think a console i don't think any consoles would do that that's too much like you said like they're, they're, they're locked they're, they're they don't want their, they they're want their players because they're gonna get less sales they don't yeah, no, yeah, but but they don't want their players to be too too smart. No, man, <laughs> like <laughs> that's what I'm trying to that's say. So, now, yeah. Like, want, yeah, I play on my PC more than I play on my Xbox One. My Xbox One has bad dust on it right now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I bought I bought more games from a PC in the last year than I have my Xbox One, man. That's what I'm yeah. saying, isn't it? But that's because you're a nailed on fanboy from exactly. the Master Race, though. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Change <Changed> allegiances. <laughs> no, but but no, I I, I do um. I think I can see both sides of, of your argument here. I mean, on the one hand, um, the option for upgradability makes sense. Um, it does, just for the purposes of, of keeping the, the product that you put out relevant um, so that, you know, because technology is changing constantly all the time. Um, yeah. So giving people the option to do that does make sense. But on the other hand, yeah, of course. I do understand what you're saying in terms of that, You've got to consider whether some of these people who buy this device actually can be bothered to do all of that. Like some of them might just be mm. like, well, I don't really want to do that. I want to just pay my money and get, you know, what I paid for. Mm. And mm. then if you do add in that option for people to upgrade, some of those people who spent their money at the beginning might be thinking, well, why did I spend my money in the beginning on, on this thing? I could have just gone and got a PC if I mm. wanted to, you know, have something where I could upgrade over time. Mm. Um, you know, why did I spend this money on a console? I spent this money on a console because I thought everything I was going to need was going to be in one box and mm. it would be that. Whereas now you're saying, you know, I have to add on peripherals or, or well, not even so much the peripherals, but as I said, you, you now have to upgrade the equipment and, and things like that if I want to get a different experience. So it's it's a it's a tricky area. And I think it's it, you can see it in the market at the moment, like none of the manufacturers really know how to kind of deal with, with that issue. Um, they don't seem to know whether they should commit to adding upgradability and then possibly... <clears throat> possibly uh, ostracizing some of those people who you know who will feel that once they've bought their product then it should be the finished product and that's that or embracing you know the growing modding community and people who are modding games and who are modding consoles and, and want that that thing so yeah the future is um is, is very much unwritten at the moment in, in the console industry so i guess we'll all just have to see how it all goes and plays out but um yeah, folks, as I said, the console will be available in the UK March 3rd. Um, and as I said, I've, I've seen it retailing for about £279. Um, whether or not you should get it, I guess it's going to depend on the kind of things that appeal to you, really. Whether you're, um, if you're a big Nintendo fan, then I imagine you'll probably have already made your decision and have bought your, your system already. And, and I'm not sure what we're all debating it for. But for those of you who are on the fence, I would say maybe play it by ear and wait for the device to come out, have a look and see if it's got the kind of right things for you and and then maybe uh, make a decision based on that. Um, would you agree with that, uh, guys? Or 
Yeah, I'd say that's fair enough. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Cool. All right. Wicked. Well, I think we've wrapped up uh, Nintendo Switch for now, so we'll leave that alone. Uh, we've got some other things to cover as well. Uh, one of the big news stories from movies uh, over the last couple of weeks was that Woody Harrelson has been cast uh, in the young Han Solo movie from um, Star Wars. So that, as you guys may know, Star Wars has a number of different anthology stories that uh, the franchise will be doing over the years. You've probably already seen Rogue One multiple times. If you haven't, why have you not? We already recommended it in the last podcast. You should have seen the movie by now. Um, but one of the anthology movies they'll be doing is the Young Han Solo movie, which will tell, I guess, kind of the story of the early life of, of uh, Han Solo before um, the point that we meet him in Star Wars A New Hope. Um, so Woody Harrelson getting cast is, is big news. I mean, he's, he's not so much a... Um, he's one of those guys that I consider not quite A-list, but he's, he's kind of A-minor, if you know what I mean. <laughs> That's fair um, enough. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's one of those. I, I don't mean to be... That's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's never quite reached the, the dizzy heights, but he's certainly somebody who's solid, um, you know, consistently good performer in, in, in everything that I see him in. Um, and he's never boring, he's always watchable. Um, mm. But it was a bit of a left field choice because he has made some left field decisions in his career in terms of the kind of roles that he's played and how he's approached them. Um, so I guess the question to you guys really is uh, what kind of role do you think he's going to play? Um, do you think he'll be like a mentor character maybe to Han Solo or do you think he'll be somebody from uh, the expanded universe that, that they're bringing into the story? Um, Rich, I'll start with you. What, what did you think of it? I don't know. I mean, like, like nothing, I mean, unless, uh, unless I've missed it, nothing's been released about the type of character he's going to play, has there? No, nothing's been no, released no, apart no, from that. No, there's nothing official. Um, I could I could see him I could see him as like a mentor type of character, um, but but you know what it is I, 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 if I see him as a mentor character I can just imagine him just doing the same character he played in the the Hunger Games series that type of like drunk <laughs> that type of drunk but like swish like almost like scruffy looking but like neat at the same time because he's a drunk but he's really smart at, but he's he's really smart and good at what he does. But he's but but you know what playing Woody he's playing he's gonna be playing Woody Harrelson's like um uh, acting career where it's like yeah. man like you've done some amazing heists in your time and then you went and lost it all at the fucking cards <laughs> like or something or the back ta- at the back table or something like that so I could I could imagine him playing a character like that um I tell you what would be really really good and Alvin I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pick your brain on this um, Talon card. Just imagine if you play Talon card, how cool would that be? You remember that? Do you remember that name? No, I don't. Wait, was that one of? Wait, hold up. Was that one of the pirates that or smugglers that raised him? No, no, no. See, the thing is, like, I don't really know too much about Han Solo's um, Han Solo's backstory. But Talon Card is one of the smugglers in the Head to the Empire trilogy, who owns the ship that Mara Jade works on. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. So I mean, so that 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 could be like a nice little tie-in. But um, yeah, I mean, I mean, to tell the truth, I mean, like asking about what type of character he's going to play is, is literally, it could be anything, man. He could literally be anything. It could be the original father of Anakin Skywalker for all I know, man, because we don't know who, you don't know who the baby daddy is for him. I don't know. But, um, but I mean, playing a mentor just seems like the normal, what's that? We all know Anakin Skywalker was bored of midichlorians, bro. Yeah, yeah. a, ma- a, a, a matric conception. conception, bro. <laughs> 
Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the name? Shimmy. Shim- Shimmy Skywalker has never had a lightsaber in her whole entire life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then that Jedi starts doing the breakdance. I claim you are not the father. <laughs> starts levitating chairs and breakdancing. <laughs> oh my God. That would be brilliant to have like Maury Povich on there or something. Like <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. Yeah, but mental character just a mental character to Han Solo just seems like the, the logical thing, doesn't it? Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. It does seem that way, really. Um, Alvin, did you have any thoughts, and uh, did you think there was anybody like that you're aware of in the expanded universe that you might possibly play? And uh, no, I didn't think anything specific. Uh, I just thought someone who's like, well, like, like I mentioned earlier, someone who's uh, either helped to raise him, um or kind of is kind of like like a mentorish kind of character as opposed but not so much a nice mentor just people who he, someone who learned the dodgy things from that helped him to survive uh i think he I, I think he might end up being like have makeup like prosthetics of some sort because it's quite recognizable to me so mm. i think they'd probably want to do something different with him i don't maybe a little bit of cgi nah, not a cgi character Nah, maybe to just put, you know, tentacles on his head and it'll be like a Twi'lek and that. Who knows? But I reckon there might be some a bit of makeup on there because I just for me it's just I'll just be sat there going, oh well, it's Woody Harrelson, isn't it? Mm. You know, what I mean, I'll, I'll still enjoy it, but it it constantly just bring me out that it's Woody Harrelson, unless it was a totally unique character like that I wouldn't expect, like seeing Forrest Whitaker as Saw Gerrera, for example. Mm. Like that was that was just. I didn't see Forrest Whitaker. I saw Saw Gerrera in it. So it just it just depends how how far away the character is from him, and mm. or the idea that I have of him. You know what I mean? As to whether I'll I'll be able to accept him not wearing any makeup or anything like that. But yeah, it totally caught me off guard when I heard the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess I can I can see what you're saying about the um <clears throat> about the the possibility of him taking you out of the movie. Uh, because of the type of actor that he is, because he can, in some performances, he can be quite extrovert and quite, you know, dominating in terms of uh, the the type of performance that he gives. It, yeah, it does make sense, I guess, in a in a way when I think about it, that it would probably be an alien type character, and that they would probably use some kind of prosthetics or or, or something to kind of just misdirect a little mm. bit away from the fact that he's Woody Harrelson in this movie, you know. Um, Rich, did you have anything to add, or you good? Uh, I think that if they bring him in, if they give Woody a love interest, they should make it Rosie Perez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I can answer that. Well, why not go the whole hog and bring back, um, bring Wesley in, man? Was, as long as he pays his taxes, then yeah, he can, he can do what he wants. Not a remaking. The remaking white men can't jump. Yeah, I heard. Who's in it? Have no you heard? Way. I don't Who's know, but why would you do that? No way. They're really yeah. why they can't jump. Where down, not even joking. <laughs> <laughs> why would you do it? It's just stupid. Oh, God. They, mm. they, they just can't leave well alone, can they? <laughs> they just really can't. <laughs> oh, my God. So who's going to be yeah. in this? Zac Efron and, and Michael B. Jordan? <laughs> no, I'm what? sure I hear you know, That's Nate, a good shout. That's a good shout. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Efron and Michael V. Jordan. Actually, yeah, you know what? I'm actually that. Yeah, yeah. I imagine it would be them too for some reason. I don't know why. They're, they're the first two people that instantly kind of popped into my head when I when I thought of a modern remake of um, Why That Can't Jump. But 
Bloody mm. hell, I can't believe they're remaking it. They're just destroying my childhood, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to be that guy, listeners. I'm going to be that guy who's like, they're destroying my childhood. But anyway, yeah, that's interesting, man. Well, all right. Well, we'll have to see how things develop with um, Wardy House's casting and we'll, we'll see what comes up. But we'll move on from that and move on to another big uh, piece of news that we've got recently as well, which was um, the Defenders had a massive press release via Entertainment Weekly. Uh, where we got some great exclusive photos from a photo shoot that they did specifically for the magazine. Um, there was an interview with the showrunner who went over a, as much kind of details as they could do, um, really, at this point, uh, about the show and, and the direction the show is taking and how these the, the kind of characters are going to come together and things like that. Um, the photos were, were really got a lot of uh, attention from people. I think it's safe to say there's a lot of people looking forward to the Defenders um, the Defenders is the top of my 2017 most anticipated list at the moment. So um, I am very, very excited about this. But um, Richard, what did you make of uh, the photos that were released and, and the images? Um, and was there anything in particular that you're excited for from the Defenders? I, I, thought, I thought they looked cool. They didn't really give too much away, really. I mean, we didn't really see anything that we haven't seen before, from, from what I can remember. Hmm. Um, I'm just excited. You, you know how I am. Like, to tell the truth, where Defenders is number one for your 2017, Defenders is joint place with the Iron Fist TV show for me. <laughs> for me. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm just really super excited. Like, this, this is like, you know, the small time Avengers. Mm. So, you know, and it's like they're doing it a second time, which, which we're blessed, which we're blessed to see. You know, like, you, you know, you, we saw, we've seen the, the start of this, the Marvel Cinematic Universe all the way up to like the Avengers, which is like the, the first, the end of the like, the end of the first chapter and that was just awesome so now we you know we've sat through you know two seasons of daredevil jessica jones a luke cage and now iron fist and leading up to this this defenders which is going to be like one overall story arc it, that's just awesome man like you know that, that hasn't been done that hasn't been done in ages that hasn't been done in like a show like star trek which has been running for fucking 30 years which i'm surprised they haven't even thought of doing something like that but um yeah i'm, I'm just really excited for it mm-hmm. Yeah, man, for sure, for sure. Alvin, um, initial thoughts? Yeah, it seems good, man. It seems like they're having a good time. I saw that video on uh, on Entertainment Weekly where it was pretty much just Finn Jones just talking mainly about like uh, the characters coming together and all that kind of business and like giving you a bit of an idea of what the show's all about and that. And yeah, I've liked this uh, part of the Marvel Universe so far. So, you know, I'm, I'm all ready to see as to what they got to offer. You know what I mean? And just like sit down for 13 hours and just like just watch watch the shit unfold and just see how it goes down mm-hmm. although i think this one is actually eight episodes rather than oh, true. what yeah what? defenders, that defenders is that only eight episodes yes it's eight episodes yeah why, why would it why would it make sense i don't understand because you don't want to make the story so fucking like, like it's not going to be about character development in it it's going to be about there's, there's yeah. going to be an issue that they're going to need to resolve so really you only kind of need eight episodes for that it's not like a character analysis like having your own solo series is yeah yeah nah, nah, shut up i don't care fuck both of you listen <laughs> yeah <laughs> listen it's about these guys coming together and just punching things yeah yeah like you're right but i don't need to see character development but i want to see 13 episodes of heads getting busted that's what i want to see man this is where everything has been leading to only eight episodes you shouldn't even have told me that why did you tell me that now live on air no man that's wrong <laughs> I'm actually so upset. <laughs> no, that's not too bad. No, that's fine. I mean, like, I was reading no. an interview with in Entertainment Weekly with 
uh, the showrunner, uh, Marco Ramirez, and with Jeff Loeb as well. Um, and they were explaining it in basically in exactly the way that you said, Alvin, that basically, um, you know, the Defenders is not about these four and their individual character arcs, because if you try to do that in a show like this, it could quite easily get lost in terms of its plotting and where mm. it's going. So it made more sense to to kind of focus on the event itself um, and then, you know, show the extenuating factors that, that push the four of them together um, and then how they have to work through it and resolve this issue. Um, and there's no need for that to be 13 hours, to be honest. And I, I kind of agree. It, it doesn't really need to be. Um, you know, yeah, it would be nice to have 13 episodes, but I'm not upset about it. It's it's cool. Um, if they can tell the story they want to tell um, and entertain me in eight hours, which I'm very confident they can do, yeah. what they've done so far, then, you know, hey, I'm, I'm good with it. <laughs> so... So yeah, I can I can accept it. So Rich, I'm sorry, man. Yeah. Fuck off, I'm soaking. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't don't talk to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> We've hit a nerve with Rich listeners, so we may lose him. <laughs> <laughs> he might go and, uh, make himself a cup of warm milk and then grab a cookie and sit in the corner with me. No, no, no. I'm gonna get my lightsaber and just smash on my computer like Kylo. <laughs> <laughs> like, like... You're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> really quit out here <laughs> but yeah yeah it looks it looks really good and i said the, the interview um i mean i would definitely recommend uh, reading the interview listeners it's on the entertainment weekly website um because it is even though they they don't give anything away it's actually very illuminating to get a sense of of kind of what they've got planned for for the actual event and how they've worked to get all the pieces together um because the different actors have been offering different tidbits and snippets as well and and they all kind of seem to be saying that it's not that um you know they're not the avengers in a sense that nobody's kind of like buddy buddy pow pow uh, mm. point you know they've all come together um because of circumstance and because of events that unfold in the series and that's what kind of pushes them to, to work together and they get to a point in the show when they realize damn we need to work together if we're going to stop this thing because you know we can't do it on our own um, so it's very, very eye-opening to, to see that. Apparently one of the first scenes of them together is a massive hallway fight scene. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Wait to see I love a hallway fight scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, that, that is like the, my new favourite trope now is, is hallway fight mm. scenes. Like, I love it. And apparently that, that's um, how they'll first come together uh, in the actual series or will be a big, massive hallway fight scene. Um, in terms of the plot and things like that, like I said, the details were very, very thin on the ground. But obviously we know now that Sigourney Weaver is going to be playing the main villain, which is just awesome. Um, her character has been named as well. She was named in this press release as Alexandra. I was trying to look through like kind of the comics and stuff that I have to see if there's any kind of precedence for her. But I, there was nothing really that I could kind of... There's a few vague characters that, that have similar names, but nothing really that that close so um guys did you have any ideas about who Sigourney Weaver might actually be playing who this Alexandra is and, and what her role might be in the film um we'll leave Richard to sulk for a little bit Alvin, you have any idea? <laughs> uh I have no fucking clue at all I think that name might be a ruse of some sort like just to throw people off and maybe the character will have a 
end up having a different name or an entirely different identity uh, in the actual show that will be revealed at some point. Or maybe not, but so far, I don't, I don't have a fucking clue. I think maybe connected to the hand, perhaps, in some way, shape or form, but nah. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people have been saying like they think it um, she's playing Mephisto, but I, I don't know. I mean, from what, again, I read in the interview, they were saying that, you know, they, they didn't want the event or incident, again, to be like an Avengers-level incident. Because mm. when it's like that, all you're doing is opening the door for people to go, oh, why isn't Iron Man here yeah. with this? Why isn't Captain America here? Why have they not called this? Why have they not done that? So they what they had to kind of pick uh, a character and, a, and an incident that was big enough to warrant the four of them coming together, but small scale enough for them to have to deal with it in that contained environment rather than kind of, um, as said, having the temptation for people to go, oh, you should bring in this and you should bring in that. Um, and Mephisto is is basically the devil, so like I don't see how you can basically bring the devil in, and then go, yeah, that will will let these four street heroes deal with 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 the devil. Um, so that that yeah, that doesn't really add up to me. Um, maybe they will. Maybe it's a bait and switch, and they will do that. But yeah, I can't I can't see that happening myself. Um, Richard, you back from crying now? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. That, uh, yeah. I think yeah. Mephisto seems like a bit a bit too much of a of a jump from like from what we've been introduced to in that universe uh, well in that in that part of the universe so far so to jump for like i mean like i mean we've obviously we've obviously seen some form of like supernatural stuff happening with the hand or you know the beginning of supernatural stuff happening with the hand so it is a possibility but the jump is still too big i mean like mephisto is no small fry hmm. um i i reckon like i i think i'm gonna go with what, Al- what alvin said and basically you know it could all be maybe be a ruse um, the rumor that I heard is that um, Sigourney Weaver actually is um, Khan. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that's you know that's that's what I'm hearing. Like you know, they're saying one thing, but really she's another thing. And so yeah, but um, no, but in all honesty, like I've I've been racking my brains and um, I can't think of any any form of character who could be the, the antagonist to bring those four together. Mm-hmm. You know, in in any way that you know, not off the top of my head. Like yeah. Nah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think um, that the only thing I can think of is that she's probably going to be connected to this company, this IGH mm. company that, that kind of keeps popping up in um, the Netflix series. Um, yeah. And I'm getting a, the, the, the feeling that it will pop up at some point in Iron Fist as well, even though Iron Fist is, is going to deal with, um, you know, the, the different kind of dimensions and, and Things like that. I think IGH is going to pop up in there somewhere as well. Well, it, it probably will have to, just due to, obviously due to to Rand Industries. Yeah, yeah. And um, and I reckon that the family that the family that are now running Rand Industries, they, they don't seem to be the most kosher of people. Mm, mm. So I, I, it would surprise me if it does pop up, pop mm. up in it. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's not long to go anyway. Um, I think it's out in is it August or July? I can't remember. Uh. I can't remember. I think it's August, no? I think it's August, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's August. Netflix from August, so, so yeah, we don't have long to wait. So we'll we'll have to wait and see with that one. But um, yeah, we're all excited. So bring it on, bring it on, Marvel Netflix, bring it on. You 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 give us life, man. We're out here for this. So (laughs) keep it coming. All right. Well, let me move on to another piece. This is um, a bit of information that dropped literally just yesterday and came out of the blue. 
it's kind of been floating around for a little while and there's been rumors and speculation, but nothing official. But then suddenly yesterday, um, Sony Entertainment announced that uh, they have an animated Spider-Man movie planned for 2018. Um, and then the big piece of news is that that movie is not going to feature Peter Parker. Uh, it's actually going to be focused on Miles Morales, um, the ultimate Spider-Man, as some people may know him. Um, this was something I said that's been floating around the internet for a little while, but lots of people have been theorizing about it. Some people have said, you know, they are, they're, it's definitely going to be Miles Morales, definitely, definitely. Other people have been saying, well, no, it doesn't make sense. Maybe it'll be a Spider-Verse thing or, or something like that. But as I said, they've come out and confirmed now that it is a Miles Morales movie. So um, Alvin, as somebody who read a lot of the Ultimate Spider-Man run and, and what Brian Bendis did with that character, are you excited for this movie? Me? Yeah, 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 pretty much so. Um, you did say me, right? I did, yes. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, well, I'm not excited for it. I mean, I'll be, I'll be looking forward to seeing it when it comes out. But like, I, I assumed this was confirmed anyway, but obviously it, it wasn't. So when the news did come out, I was just like, I thought we already knew this. Um, so like, yeah, but no, I'm, I'm happy that they're doing Miles. I'd rather see Miles in live action, but I can't yet because obviously we're starting off with Peter. Who knows, maybe if this, you know, spin-off kind of Spider-Man related to the MCU series is wicked and goes on for a few movies, maybe it'll get to the point where they go, oh, okay, mate, let's let's introduce Miles now and like have like a, a, a mentor, Miles being a new guy, kind of like a buddy Spider-Man movie, to, so to speak. I'd like to see that in the future, but I'll take this and I'll gladly kind of look forward to it because I believe what Phil Miller and Chris Lord are involved, right? So mm -hmm. a pretty funny yeah. dude. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, the animation won't be shit and it will be all right and actually be pretty good. But no, I, th I think it's a good move to kind of give us something different because it gives us the possibility for maybe in the future they might do an animated Spider Gwen, for example, for people that like Spider Gwen and shit like that. So. Mm. Yeah, it's um yeah. it's been written by uh, Phil Lord, who did um, obviously the Lego movie. Uh, he's involved in Young Han Solo. They're, they're, he's a writer and director on that, um, and Twenty One Jump Street as well. Uh, and it's been directed by uh, Peter Ramsey, who did Rise of the Guardians. Um, oh Jesus, really? Yeah, okay, that's one. So he's he's directing. Um, well, at least the action will be good then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there, there's a lot of good pedigree behind it. So. Um, it does look like they've really pulled out the stops on on this one, Sony. So um, hats off to them because they've they've definitely gone out and got as as good as they can get. Um, Rich, what was your thoughts, man, when you heard this news? Yeah, I'm excited. Um, in fact, I I know I, I doubt it very much. Although you know, I can't even say doubt it because if they're making it now, they haven't done like Marvel haven't done anything animated in a, in a good little while, have they? No. So no. I'd like to see I'd like to see them like kick off or start off like their their animated universe again. Much like I see, like what um, DC are doing, mm -hmm. where like you know they've got the same kind of like um, you know designs and drawings. So when you see Nightwing in like let's say like Young Justice, he give or take looks like Nightwing in like the Batman standalone movie, or when you see Batman in like the, you know the Dark Justice movie, film movie, then he looks the same. Mm -hmm. So I really wouldn't see them like using this as like a linchpin to like you know create a, a Marvel animated universe. So I'm ex I'm excited like, about it for that. Mm. Um. Mars Morales. Well, listen, I'm happy to see that man. Like the the fans have spoken and they've listened. They've been they've been asking for Mars Morales for like a long time. Like I've said, you would prefer to see him in, in live action, but you know what? A start's a start. 
So I'm I'm excited just for that alone. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A win is a win, as they say in football. So mm. yeah, yeah, you take a win when. You... Unless you're Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> 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 We're doing all right. We're doing all right. Thank you very yeah. much. Unless you're Arsenal, unless you're Arsenal, yeah. Unless you're Arsenal, give me fucking eight episodes of Defenders. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> crying tonight. Everybody's crying tonight before by the end of this show. <laughs> Listeners, this is what happens when you hurt Richard. He lashes out at everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, now that's that's really cool. I was really pleased to hear that. Um, and I said it, it, there's good pedigree behind it. So uh, touch wood. It looks like it's all going ahead smoothly. And I said this movie should be out. Um, I think they've got it slated for the summer of 2018. So um, it would be a good time as well. So obviously. it's in cinemas. It's coming out. Yeah. Yes, this will be in cinemas. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. Which is a bold move. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a big move. move. Um, you know, that, that is a very, very bold move from them because, you know, pretty much the, the big kind of established um, studios are the ones that dominate the cinema. So, you know, Disney, Pixar, um, you, you're you getting like the... Uh, who's the guys who did uh, Kubo and the Two Strings? Oh, Laika. Laika, that's it. Yeah, Laika are like so are, are the new kids on the block, really, and and are starting to work their way in there. But um, yeah, you know, like I said, Disney Pixar is pretty much dominating um, the live action animation and, and kind of you know big screen animation at the moment. So um, for Sony to go in there and, and to challenge them is is um, is a bold move. But then I guess they're banking on you know the Spider Man brand name being yeah big enough to to compete. Against whatever offerings it is that that um, Pixar and, and Disney have coming up, so so it makes it. I think Toy Story Four is due in two thousand eighteen as well, isn't it? I think, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that how that all plays out. So we shall have to watch along and see. All right, listeners. Well, we're going to have a little bit of fun now. We've um, got a, a little section here where Richard is going to pitch an idea for a Gambit movie. Um, to myself and Alvin so if you listen to some of our other podcasts um, previously Richard has done this before so me and Alvin adopt uh, the position of being two ignorant studio executives <laughs> looking for the next hottest thing that we can chuck some cash at but obviously we're complete clueless so it's down to Richard to pitch his idea to us and to sell it to us so this week um, choose Gambit is that right so Rich before you get into it yourself can you just, for the benefit of people listening, just outline a little bit about who Gambit is and, and basically why you're doing it? Okay, Gambit is uh, is a much loved uh, character of the X Men. It was released in like the early '90s, um, and has been fairly popular. Uh, I think a lot of people were introduced to him uh, via the X Men animated series. Um, but in saying that, not even a lot was done with him in that cartoon, if, you know, how the cartoon tended to focus more on like the, you know, the central characters like Cyclops, um, Wolverine, you know, Jean and you know, Professor X. But um, he is still a very interesting character. Um, over the past few years, the character itself hasn't really, you know, been, been used well, I think, just because he's still a character that's still kind of stuck in the 90s. But I think if used in the, in the right way, um, I think I think it could be a nice introduction uh, into the into the X Men universe. Let's say if they were to reboot it, like my, my pitch is going to be, uh, I'd probably say like a, a pitch or a reboot. Uh, so I'm looking at this thing of this. Obviously, 
um, Wolverine 3, which is now, which you now know is called Logan. It was coming out. And that was going to be the end of, of Hugh Jackman uh, being, being Wolverine. So my pitch would be, okay, we're going to make a, a Gambit standalone movie I know it's really, really uh, a bold move to use a character that's not really known, that's not really known. But this would be the first film in the rebrand of the, you know, of of the X Men universe. So let's just forget that X Men Apocalypse happened, and X Men Days of Future Past happened, because in my eyes they were just pieces of shit. Um, uh, but that's that's just my opinion. So yeah, so so that, that's the the character of Gambit. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, Alf, it's time for you to put your um, ignorant studio head cool. hat on. Um, I'll put mine on. Um, we're both busy, like snorting cocaine and plotting yeah. domination. Yeah. As making it rain in that. Yeah, as, as studio executives are wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. So Richard, take it away. You've got five minutes to pitch us your Gambit movie. Go. Okay. Okay. All right. So, like I said, uh, so the film itself will open up with uh, an, an introduction to the thieves guild and the assassins guild you find out that these are two very uh, famous uh, underworld families. One obviously deals with, uh, with killings, uh, you know, throughout the, you know, throughout the world in different countries and different governments. Uh, and one obviously deals in thievery. So, uh, you know, uh, paintings, you know, the Ark of the Covenant, I mean, like really, really heavy shit. These two families have been at war for decades. Um, but the family we're going to be concentrating on is going to be the Thieves Guild. The Thieves Guild is going to be run by Jean-Luc Lebeau, who's going to be played by Pierce Brosnan, and his wife, who I haven't named yet, but she's going to be played by Monica Bellucci, just because she's hot and she's a uh, quote-unquote decent actor. Um, and stop, these stop, two... Stop. You, you've got me at Monica Bellucci. Take that one. <laughs> 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 it's okay. Take it. No, no, I'm kidding. Go, 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 go. Uh, yeah, so so basically, so the so obviously, I mean, the the first the first quarter of the film will be an introduction to these two families and how they've been warned for centuries. Uh, the Assassins Guild will have um, the main heads of the Assassin Guild. Uh, they have a daughter called Belladonna, and basically, the Thieves Guild, which I've already told you is run by Pierce Brosnan and Monica Bellucci, they have a son called Remy LeBeau. Now, basically, in order to um, create peace between these two factions these two shall be married. Uh, it will start off with them first meeting each other as children. So, uh, you know, the Belladonna shall be getting ice cream and, you know, she just minding her own business with loads of like bodyguards just trying to protect her. And then somebody tries to put a, a hit out on her and, uh, and takes out the bodyguards. Uh, Remy Lebeau, who, who we see now is like, you know, like an eight year old scoundrel, just walking about his own business, looking like a little scamp, eating some ice cream, sees as far as he's concerned, the most beautiful girl in the world being attacked by these, you know, by these mobsters. Take into account that these two come, these two children come from very like different type of families. Not that they haven't read normal family lives. So they both know how to fight and how to look after themselves. So we're, we're treated to them basically experiencing first love while defeating these mobsters who are trying to kidnap Belladonna to the soundtrack of the song by the one of these, uh, which is also, um, which also appears in the Romeo and Juliet song. So I'm going to sing a little ex excerpt for you. You know that song that goes, uh, Because it's you and me, always and forever. So yeah, so that's going to be the soundtrack that's going to be happening while these two kids are just battering the hell out of these two assassins that are trying to kidnap Belladonna. And that's how they end up falling in love. Okay, so, so we flash forward a couple of years and then we find out that the, the marriage that's going to happen between these two to try and unify the two guilds 
um, is, is finally starting to go ahead. Uh, and basically, so we get to the actual wedding and then we, we actually meet Belladonna's brother who's slightly mad and almost has a, a slight ancestral uh, feeling towards his sister and decides to interrupt the wedding and say, you know, you know, I don't agree with this wedding. And I challenge uh, Remy Lebeau to, you know, to, um, to a duel to the death. And if he wins, he shall marry my, um, my sister. And if he loses, you know, he shall forever be cast out. They end up, end up having this fight. Um, uh, Belladonna's brother ends up getting killed and it turns into this big, um, big brawl and free for all. And uh, with Belladonna's brother getting killed in a skirmish, Remy Lebeau, Gambit's mother gets killed. And so it's a life for life. But in that case, um, Gambit has to be cast out. So it then follows him just literally traveling around the world and just, you know, participating in, in, in heists all around, the, all around the world and things like that until he gets a call from his father who asks him to do a, a big haul um, up in Sweden. And it's to rescue a child, which is part of the Thieves Guild from Japan. So if you've ever read the, the Gambit comic book, uh, there's, there's going to have a couple of bits and pieces taken from it. And I'm just going to be using it for myself. Uh, so he's basically been tasked with going to rescue this kid. Uh, you find out that the, the reason seconds. why... Did... What's that? Say again? 30 seconds. 30 seconds? Yeah, man, you've been going on for a while. 30 seconds? <laughs> oh, man. See, that's what I said I wanted to do next week. No, okay, so good. 30 seconds. Okay, okay, okay. So basically, it's him just basically trying to um, traveling around the world, trying to find this kid. Uh, he ends up finding a kid. Um, uh, then basically, the the epilogue of the story is that he you see him doing one job, and he's actually in a mansion, and he's trying to steal some stuff. He ends up having a fight with this person, and it's kind of like filmed kind of funny, so you actually can't see who he's fighting. And then just as they're about to have a fight. Um, you see somebody pop their claws, and it's Tom Hardy and his Wolverine. And then you see like Professor X saying like, "Listen, uh, I, you know, you've, you've broken into a house and you've tried to steal this thing, Remy Lebeau. I know who you are. Blah 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 blah. I want you to join this group." And basically, Gambit ends up saying like, "Listen, I'm not really about that life. You know, I'm just a one of, you know, I'm a, I'm a solo, solo man. I'm a lone wolf." And then you hear somebody from the background go, "Listen, man, I told you, it's always the pretty ones who think they're too good for us." And you turn around and you see that is Rogue. And basically, Gambit takes one look at and goes. Uh, on second thoughts, I think I'll join your group. That's that's that would be the epilogue to the thing, and that would be the the introduction to the rest of the X Men that would then kick off the the franchise again. I had a lot more of a backstory, but I didn't know I only had five minutes. How's the cocaine doing? Um, not well enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I had ten minutes earlier I, on. You told me ten minutes. I, no, no, listen that. Listen. Rule number at work one. today. At work today, we said ten minutes. Nah, that was before we started this. We said five. Mr. Oh, whatever, man. Mister Oboa. Rule number one of Hollywood: Never trust a studio executive. They will <laughs> yeah. lie to you. They will tell you they're going to do one thing and then do another. Okay, you could take that lesson for free, kid. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the idea is good, but I, you know, the, in putting my studio hat on i want the, the the classic hero's journey i want you know the the free act movie uh pitch mm. i want to hear a beginning a middle and an end i want to hear what the hero has to triumph over in order to learn something at the end of the day because that's what movie audiences want they want to see somebody who learns something at the end of the movie and becomes a different person as a result of it yeah I'm not now sure I well got that no, okay, no, no, no. What I'm trying to say is that I look, okay. Listen, listen to the listeners out there. 
I don't care what these executives are saying. I was told I had 10 minutes, yeah? No, you weren't. Listen, no, 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 no. I'm going to give you listen, my feedback listen. now. You need to be quiet. L- you're in my office. <laughs> you're in my office, you've damn had, it. You've had your time. Right, I'll tell you this. I'll listen to the, the other executive, Alvin. Sorry. It, it was, right? You know what I mean? I like some of the stuff you said. It seemed interesting. You know what I mean? You've got passion. I'll give you that. <laughs> but you need to you need to work more on selling the idea you know what i mean you've got to be compact you've got to give it to it because we think audiences are idiots only they can handle little packages so you've got to put the idea in like a more a more concise manner i like the scenes that you said regardless but your whole idea needs to be way more concise I think for future ones, if you're going to do this more, if you're going to, you know, get a job around here and that and pictures more <laughs> ideas, you've got to be more oh. concise. You know what I mean? Because I like the stuff you said and you can leave a lot of that to the script, but I just want my main points because people are idiots and we need to sell them, sell to them like they're idiots. So you need to speak to us as if we're idiots. We're not, we're executives, but speak to us like we're idiots. <laughs> oh, and by the way, we're totally ripping off those scenes, even though we're not. <laughs> yeah, we we're, blatantly, we're blatantly ripping them off and putting them in another movie. <laughs> and then maybe we'll hire you to be a runner on that movie. <laughs> a runner for the runner. A runner for the runner. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, there, there was definitely some, um, some good bits in there. So it'd be interesting. I'll tell you what. I'll give you a second appointment next week. If you come back <laughs> yeah. next week, and if you can concisely kind of break down that that whole story down to its essence and to yeah. its core, and as I said, if you can give me the hero's journey out of that and the reason why our audiences are, uh, are going to like this, then maybe I'll write you a check. How's that sound? Okay, so next week, I'm going to get a second chance to pitch my Gambit solo movie. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. Jesus. Okay, cool. All right. Okay, you hear that, listeners? Okay, wait, 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 wait. will I have five minutes or will I have ten minutes? You don't um, need ten minutes. I reckon you can do it in minutes. five minutes. Do it okay. Five. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Listen to the okay. feedback Alvin gave you. Put it keep it concise. Oh, I was I was too I was too like I was concentrating on the white around his nose. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you just concentrate on the story, all right? Don't be worried about the nose. <laughs> Don't worry about my nose. I'll buy a new one, damn it. <laughs> I'm an executive. Yeah. And when you come back next week, make sure you bring some decent hookers with you, okay? <laughs> we're, 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 we've, kind of, we've kind of run through the ones we've got here and, like, I'm kind of bored and I think I might just strangle one of them just for the sake of it. So, yeah, you know, like, make sure you do that. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was cool. That was fun, man. That was fun. Thank you, Rich. Um, so yeah, cool. says, you'll get to hear uh, part two of Richard's pitch next week. Um, so we'll get him to uh, see if he can give us a, a story that's worth us spending some money on. Right. Well, um, let me have, oh, before we do anything else, actually, we do have a question this week. Now, uh, if you do have any questions for us listeners that you want us to answer on the show, we're more than happy to do it for you. Uh, you'll just need to send in an email to us, which you can do at wulongtalkspodcast at gmail.com. So anytime you, you want to suggest anything or even a topic for a show, um, we're more than happy to hear from you so you can send it in. So this week we had a, a question from Luke, um, and it's quite timely as well, given that, as said, we had uh, the Logan uh, trailer release today, which we will cover again, listeners. Um, 
but the Logan trailer came out today and Luke asked the question, who do we think would make a good cable for Deadpool 2? Now, as um, you may or may not know, there is a Deadpool sequel that's going to be in the works, of course, after that movie cleaned up at the box office. Um, and one of the things they're going to do is is to plan to bring in Cable, who's quite a familiar character from for comic book fans, um, but not so much for people who maybe aren't quite familiar with Deadpool and Deadpool's background and things like that. But essentially, he's like a time traveling soldier if you want to boil it down to the the bare bones, really, of, of the character. That's basically who he is. Um, so yeah, Luke asked, who do we think would make a good Cable? Um, so guys, do you have anybody off the top of your head that jumps out to you that makes you think, yep, that guy would, would do the job? Um, Alvin, let's start with you. Liam Neeson. Neeson. <laughs> oh, hands down, Liam Neeson. He's like, what is he? Is he 6'2", six 6'3", six or something like that? So he's got a stature, because Cable's like yeah. a pretty big guy, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 what yeah. he looks like with white hair as well when he was Hannibal in the A-team, and he, he actually looked quite fine on him. It looked all right. So give him a metal arm, give him that glowing eye. I reckon he could be Gable easily. Mm. Mm. He would good for Although the one thing I would say, I would have some concerns about how he plays off against Ryan Reynolds. Oh, straight, obviously. Yeah. That's yeah, that yeah. it was gonna be that kind of thing. It's gonna be an exchange yeah. between the two. Would have obviously, like yeah, it'd be straight. Hundred percent straight, yeah. Because his attempts at humor aren't always that great. No. Like they're not. Um I don't know if any of you have seen um what was that horrible Seth MacFarlane Western called? Um, oh, a million ways to die in the oh, West. A million ways to die in the West. Yeah. Oh my good lord, that was terrible. <laughs> he was awful in it as well. He was really bad, considering he's so good an actor. Like he was just really, really bad mm. in it. But it's because he had to be, you know, kind of over the top funny rather than just be Liam Neeson, which is usually what he does. Um, so yeah, if, if if he's to to play Cable, he would have to do that. But yeah, Liam Neeson is a very good shout. Um, Rich, did was there anybody else that came to you? Um, I think Neeson. I think Neeson's a good shout. If I had to, if I had to choose somebody different, just off the just off the top of my head, uh, I would choose a nineteen eighties Clint Clint Eastwood. Nineteen eighties. Yeah, nineteen eighties. You would have to be a little bit different, a little bit. Yeah, nineteen eighties. Listen, he is just balls to the wall and not having a bar of it. But yeah, 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 yeah. You understand what I mean? Like, yeah. like if you think about it now, not to be funny thing. Like, if you if you look look at interviews of people who work with Clint Eastwood now, they will still tell you that he's still a tough. He's still a tough old man. Like, <laughs> like when you see him in a million million dollar baby, a couple, you know, that was made quite a few years ago. He still looks like that granddad or Gran Torino. He still looks like that guy that he might not be able to run, but if he puts his hands on you, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> Clint Eastwood's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Clint Eastwood is a good shout, although we don't have a time machine listener, so we can't get 80s Clint Eastwood back, unfortunately. But yeah, um, no, I mean, in terms of the type of character that, that he, cable would be um yeah he's definitely a good fit i think so yeah that's a good one um i was doing some research online and I, there was a couple of names that, that popped up that other people have suggested um so i'll throw some of them at you and see uh, what you two think um right stephen langham is is obviously a popular choice amongst yeah part of the internet um stephen langham for those who don't know he was the bad guy in uh, the james cameron movie avatar um, and he was also in a movie that came out last year, wasn't he? In a thriller, I've forgotten the name. Of yeah, don't, don't breathe. That uh, I think it's don't breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the one where he's like a blind guy and they break into his house, but they find out he's crazy and yeah, he starts stalking them and stuff. 
Um, I've not seen the movie myself, but I've heard it's really good. So yeah, that's on my. I'm actually going to download it right now. Cool, cool. Um, so yeah, so Stephen Langham is one. Uh, Christopher Maloney, who was in Law and Order for loads and loads of years, um, he's another one that people have suggested. Um, Chris know Maloney. about him? He he was the guy. He was the um, you know, in Man of Steel, the uh, soldier. Yeah. The one who was going to fight. Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember, you know, what I remember him. I remember him from Oz. That's what I remember him from. Yes, yes, he was in Oz <laughs> as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He was in Oz, yeah. Yeah, so pe some people have suggested him. Uh, who else is there? Max Martini, who just seems to get suggested for any soldier. Type who the fuck is Max Martini? Um, he was in Spectral. Um, if you've seen that piece of crap, I know. Oh, that Netflix film. Yeah, but he's in that. He's in uh, what was it called? Project Strike Back. Do you remember that? The um, Sky TV series. Yeah, uh, those yeah. two guys. Okay, okay, yeah. fair enough. Um, a bit, a bit too young, maybe. Look, looks wise. Give him some makeup, and maybe I don't know. Maybe a look older. Mm -hmm. Yeah, then you know what? If that's the case, then I can use I can use Clint Eastwood eighties. We just CGI's face like they did in fucking Rogue One. Yeah, but what if the film isn't isn't that expensive and like they can't afford it and it ends up looking like Tron Legacy? <laughs> yeah. Listen, have you seen have you seen what they pulled off with, with Deadpool one? I reckon they're gonna put some money into Deadpool two, man. No, they're not gonna put that much. They're only gonna put a little bit more because like they want to make a massive profit. Yeah, they won't. But Clint, but Clint. Anybody would pay money for Clint. I'd pay. I'd pay Clint Eastwood money to come and have dinner in my house. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't think so. That's that's asking too much for Fox, really. And the thing is, once you you you're relying on Fox's big money like that, then they're going to want control. Mm. They're not just going to give up true. money and go, yeah, 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 here you go. Like they want to. As soon as you do that, it starts to become their investment. Um, and the one thing that. Um, but yeah, as soon as you have to start investing big chunks of money in there, you're you're looking at shareholders turning up at set and going, "What are you doing? What what's this?" <laughs> like an annoying mum. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly like that. <laughs> Why have you not cleaned your? <laughs> so um, yeah, no, I, I think you should probably avoid that that kind of thing. Unfortunately, Rich. Um, mm. Oh, in fact, yeah. he was in Pacific Rim as well. Yeah, I remember him now. Yes, probably that's right. He's in Pacific Rim as well. Yeah, is he? Yes, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is he the Australian um, dude's dad? Well, the Australian dude is thingy yeah, from East End. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's who he was. So yeah, so yeah, those are a couple of the names that were floating around um, the internet for that. So yeah, there's a few few choices there for you, Luke. So um, hope that answers your question. And as I said, if any of you do have any questions for us and you want us to answer them on the show, then all you need to do is pop them in an email to us. Um, WulongTalksPodcast at gmail.com is the address. You can drop your emails over there uh, and we'll be happy to answer any questions on the show for you. Okay, well, that's going to wrap it up for us, I think. Uh, before we go, we like to do a couple of big ups usually just to give some shout outs to a few people and to thank them for supporting. And thanks to you, obviously, who, for the, to those of you who are listening to us now, especially if you've just started listening to us and you've subscribed via iTunes or Stitcher. Um, again, as I mentioned at the top of the show, you know, this, this is a, a great new option and a great new way to listen to us. Uh, so if you do uh, want to do that, all you need to do is go to iTunes, type in Wulong Talks, we'll pop up. 
hit the subscribe button and you'll get all of our podcasts as soon as they come out straight to your iTunes feed. Also make sure if you are using iTunes to rate us um, and to share us as well, you know, share us around with people that you know, with people that you don't know, with, you know, the dog, <laughs> anybody. We don't mind. We're, we're really not fussy. So <laughs> go ahead and share it with whoever you like. But let people know that we're out here doing this. Um, we really, really appreciate it. Uh, and the same applies also for Stitcher as well. So if you have the Stitcher app on your phone or on your tablet, just open it up and look for Rule of Talks. And again, hit that subscribe button um, and you'll be able to get all our latest podcasts uh, from us then. Okay. All right. Um, Rich, did you want to give any big ups or mention anything that you're working on or let anybody know okay. what's going on with you? Okay. Right, give me two seconds. Uh, say goodnight. Say goodnight. Goodnight. Say good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Sleep tight. Sleep tight. Sleep tight. Okay, yeah, I just, I just had to get that one in. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, um, uh, uh, shout outs. Um, to tell the truth, I think you're gonna, you're probably gonna do all the shout outs that need to be done anyway, Jay. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, like I said, I mean, just, just thanks everybody that's listening to us and know that you can find us at other places as well. But um. Yeah, sorry, I've kind of been th- I've been thrown off there. Sorry, like, come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. Cool. Um, uh, did you want to let people know about Blue Milk and what's been going on with that? Because I've seen you put up a few new videos on on YouTube there. So. Yeah, every now and again, on my YouTube channel, like when important Star Wars stuff happens, I'll probably like do a little kind of quick little voice thing episode, like just talking about it and just like freewheeling. It's pretty much like improv as i'm saying it i'm just saying whatever comes into my head it's kind of like a discussion thing really for kind of people to get involved in and like post their opinions in the comments if they want so uh so yeah you can check out kind of blue milk i try to do it like once a week because i'm kind of lazy so hopefully there will be enough news and if not once a week then as and when kind of things but but yeah that's there to listen to and it's literally no more than about five minutes long each one Brilliant. Cool. And as I said, folks, if you want to check out some of those Blue Milk videos from Alvin, all you need to do is pop onto YouTube um, and then head to Alvin's YouTube channel, which I believe is The Mank Geek. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Okay. But it's actually subsc- uh, it's actually linked to our YouTube channel as well. So if you are watching us on YouTube right now, um, if you go to uh, our feature channel section on our YouTube page, you can click on Alvin's page from there and then you can take a look and uh, get your latest Star Wars information and the thoughts of uh, Big A about those informations as well from him. So it's really good. So check it out, man. Okay, let's quickly do some big ups. I'm just going to run through these because there's a lot. Um, so I just wanted to say a big up to all the people who keep supporting us via Instagram, via Twitter, via Facebook. Um, so big thanks to Graceful Viking, to Yellow Rage Attacks, to Drag Meme, to Cream Pogs, to Paola, to George, Dion, Dean, Jay Del Negro. Um, shout out to Abido and a Weirdo Talk Film as well. Those guys are really good at what they do and they, they really have been supportive in particular in the past couple of weeks as well and giving some good advice as well. Um, shout out to Justin Time Podcast as well who are always um, supporting us and always kind of pushing us as well. Thank you, we really appreciate it. Um, and we'll always do the same for you too. Um, shout out to Two Shots and a Brew Podcast. Um, shout out to the guys from the Broken Elevator as well, um, especially to Wumi because he keeps, um, <laughs> he, he's always been, he, he, he's always showing us love on Instagram and on Twitter. So big up to yourself, Wumi, and to the other guys as well, of course. 
Uh, make sure you check them out. In fact, the Broken okay. Elevator podcast is a really good okay. podcast. Also, they're they're black British guys like us. Um, you know, we're all trying to thing out here. We're all trying to make it work. Show them a little love as well, and go subscribe to their podcast too. Um, who else do I need to shout out as well? Um, oh yeah, some of the others from across the pond. Uh, podcast versus podcast. The podcast brothers, uh, Daisy Pipes. Uh, Randy from Miserable Retail Slave, um, Podstalgic, um, which is a really good podcast I discovered about like uh, old school TV shows and okay. movies, really, really good. Okay. Uh, Pepper and the Salt Shaker, uh, Open All Powers podcast, uh, We Got the Jazz, Ken and Jerry, the Dump, uh, and Jake and Tom as well from the Drunken Dork uh, podcast. And of course, please, please, please make sure you're checking out my girl Cheryl and Miss Mad News as well uh, at the Tea and Biscuits podcast. If you want your news with a more of a British flavor and a more British sense of humor, then check those guys out. Oh, and also a uh, big shout out to the Master Debate as well, because they've been really um, supporting us a lot as well. So thank you guys. Uh Jay, Jay, don't forget Goho Effects as well, man. Big shout out to her. She's been following us since day one oh, as well. Yes, yes, of course. Yeah, and uh, Goho Effects as well. Hello. Thank you for following us. Thank you for listening and thank you for subscribing. Uh, big shout out to you too. Did I miss anyone else, Rich? Uh, Gamer T just started following us. Uh, really good company that sells T-shirts and accessories based on uh, computer games such as Final Fantasy VII, uh, Abe's Odyssey, and a few Pokemon things here and there. And so, so yeah, they're, they're pretty cool peoples. Cool, cool. Big up to them as well. Thank you for the love. All right, I think that's going to um, do it, man. Oh, I think one more thing. Uh, just let anybody know, anybody who's a Resident Evil fan, uh, there's a Resident Evil 7 event happening this weekend, where it's one of those things where you are going to a room and you need to escape before that. Billy Cannonball, he's come and get you or something like that. So me and Jason are going to be going down there to, to try and experience that. Anybody recognizing us, recognizes us, us um don't be afraid come say hello come stroke our egos uh, so you know they're letting us not recognize us sorry and, um, richard, richard can yeah. you repeat what you were saying about the the actual resident evil event because your your line broke up a little bit there and i don't think oh sorry yeah, yeah so, so. it's a one of those things where you have to go into a room and you know, you've got a certain amount of time to escape uh, and this one is based on the resident evil 7 game which is just coming out so you've got 45 minutes to escape from the room before the crazed hillbilly redneck cannibal and, and basically eats you so uh yeah so it's i mean it's just just one of those crystal maze things but with a resident evil twist to it it's in central london and that's going to be running from saturday until monday uh, and i think it's from 1 30 to 9 30. you go in his pairs so anybody who sees us there um literally come over come over come say hello so i'm going to try to do a bit of filming and and, you know, to put if not on our Instagram, then on into the onto the website. Nobody. Cool, cool. Okay, well, yeah, that's it, guys. I think we're gonna wrap it up, man. So let's call it a night. It's been a good one. It's been real. Thank you for joining us, folks. But we're gonna get out of here. So, um, Alvin, say good night, man. See you later, peeps. Richard, say good night. Hasta mañana. Cool. Uh, <laughs> good night from me. <laughs> <laughs> This guy's so extra, isn't it? <laughs> listen, you guys are listen, you guys are haters. You, you do, all night you've been riding me. I don't care, man. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're out of here, people. Um, don't forget you can show us love on social media as well. So please come and follow us. It's 
exactly the same name, Wulong Talks, everywhere you go. So wherever it is that you mess with your social media, be that Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, use Wulong Talks and you'll find us. All right, we're out of here. We're gone for another uh, time. So until next week, we'll see you later. Peace. <laughs>